0: You're listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. It's a wrap. Season five of Spot On is now complete and we wanted to have a wrap up. So let's kind of wind back to what really the season was all about. We launched season five of Spot On with, you know, something that we've all confused about, weight loss myths and facts. And we invited Dr. Caitlin Dow to come on and debunk some of these biggest myths about weight loss. Let's see what she had to say.
1: Yeah, I think the main thing that I have learned over the years of doing this research is that if you're looking to lose weight, you have to cut calories. That doesn't mean that you have to track them. And really, you need to aim for eating healthier calories. So it's not just eating low-calorie processed foods. Aim for replacing higher calorie foods with lower calorie fruits and vegetables. You know, bring in nuts, even though they are a bit higher calorie, but they're more satiating. You get a lot of nutrients from those. So you really want to aim for healthy calories, but you have to cut the calories and fruits and vegetables are a great way to do that.
0: Should you be taking supplements and how much? Can, can supplements really fix a poor diet? On this episode of Spot On, we asked registered dietitian nutritionist Elizabeth Ward to share her expertise on vitamins and mineral supplements. You may be surprised.
1: So the best way to support your immune system is through a balanced diet. And that's because, you know, just about everything you eat can be related in some way to a robust immune system that will help you to ward off colds and other viruses, including perhaps COVID-19. There is no magic bullet. There is no single nutrient that will, you know, supercharge your immune system and make you impermeable to (laughs) all the germs out there. However, you know, you mentioned a vitamin C supplement. Well, if you're not getting enough vitamin C, you definitely need to take a supplement. But you don't want to take huge doses because they can cause diarrhea. And again, you mentioned about, you know, having expensive urine. You'll just pee the rest of that out. You know, you're not getting any benefit from it.
0: In this week on Spot On, we looked at how the media affects your decisions that you make about your health and wellness daily. Do they use scare tactics that affect your ability to eat a certain type of food? This week, we invited back Professor Tim Caulfield to talk more about how the media affects your nutrition and health choices. Let's listen
2: that we should really just focus on those, those evidence-based, those science-based fundamentals, right? And, and you can ignore almost all the other noise or or just watch the noise for fun, but don't let it stress stress you out. So, you know, what do I mean by that? And again, I know this is something that you emphasize too. You focus on, you know, you don't smoke, you know, you get exercise. And by that, I mean, you just do something that you enjoy that makes, that you can move. You eat real food and you know this better than i do there's really no magic there right you try to maintain a healthy weight but recognize we all come in different shapes and sizes and can be healthy in those shapes and sizes you sleep you know you get a good night's sleep you take obvious preventative strategies you know you get vaccinated you wear a seatbelt you wash your hands and you surround yourself with people you love and you know what you know what more can you do nothing <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs>
0: We've been hearing so much about HAZE, that's health at every size, that this week we invited Marcy Evans to come on as she is an expert in this field. What is HAZE, and is it really something that is something you should be following based on science? Let's listen.
3: It's health at every size, and and it's a movement. And it's a movement that really has evolved and continues to evolve. But the idea is that it's presenting a paradigm where we can support people in moving towards greater health and well-being without a central focus on weight being the the primary or only determiner of health. Um, In addition to a health-promoting paradigm that isn't centered on weight, There's also a social justice arm, and I know that that can be a little bit of a foreign concept. It certainly was for me, but the idea is that there's this piece of the Health at Every Size movement that is really trying to focus on ending weight discrimination and weight stigma and really identifying that it is a form of prejudice and it's a form of harm in our culture and in our communities.
0: how is food marketed to men? And is it different than the way it is marketed to women? Well, I brought in an expert who has uh, written on this topic, multiple papers and books, and this whole area of marketing is fascinating. Let's listen.
1: Yeah, so with these low carb diets, right? This is before paleo, before keto, right? Became so um, very popular. Um, These were diets where you didn't have to just eat salads, right? And focus on low fat foods. You could still eat tons of bacon. You could eat burgers just without the buns, right? You could eat all of these foods that were conventionally considered masculine. You could still eat a lot of food so that there weren't these perceptions that diets, you know, that you were going to be hungry and that you weren't going to be satisfied. We still work with these conventions that masculine appetites are big and hearty and they deserve to be satisfied, right, with meat and potatoes. And so this made it so that if you gave up the potatoes, right, you could still fulfill all these ideas about how men were supposed to eat. And so those diets, that was a part of it.
0: In this episode on Spot On, we ask back the popular Carrie Gans. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist in New York City who writes every year an article on the top 10 most Googled diets. They may be popular, but are all of them based on science? Let's see what she has to say.
1: And I think a lot of the popularity of this one has to do with celebrities have tried it. So Adele, who is an amazing singer, she's lost a lot of weight on the CERT Food Diet. So I think that people are like, well, if Adele has done it and looks great, I need to try it. And it's based on, I mean, they pretend to say there's a lot of science out there on it. And I really haven't been able to find the science that they claim is responsible for the cert foods and the weight loss
4: connection.
0: Can you really boost your immune system? We brought on an expert guest in this episode to really figure this out and really talk about how does diet really affect your immune system. Let's listen
1: the National Institutes of Health, the NIH, they've done actual studies and reports looking at vitamin C, vitamin D and zinc. And they're finding that no, more of these nutrients is not protecting it against COVID. And it's really, really important to understand that even people that are young, healthy, have a good immune system, those people are still getting COVID. Some of those people are still dying from COVID. So um, your immune system can't protect you from all viruses and bacteria, especially from ones like COVID that are new. Um, So it's very dangerous, even to people with a robust immune system.
0: Sugar substitutes often get a bad reputation. Are they really a better alternative to excess added sugars in the diet? We get to the bottom of this in this episode. Let's listen.
4: The low and no calorie sweeteners that are reviewed by safety authorities and well beyond the FDA, I mean, this goes globally, um, they're safe to consume. As I mentioned, low and no calorie sweeteners have all been reviewed by numerous uh, safety authorities around the globe. For some, they set what's referred to as an acceptable daily intake or ADI. An important point I want to make about safety and consumption is that studies and surveys that observe the consumption, how much we're consuming of these, generally show that the amounts of people, even people who are likely to consume a lot of it.
0: Who knew that cooking failures could be a great way to sharpen your culinary skills and get better? At making dinner for two or just you. This week, we delve a little deeper to find out how to become a better chef in the kitchen.
4: Yeah, you know, <laughs> we learn from our mistakes. So when something doesn't go right, number one, you know, if it's still edible, eat it. <laughs> we don't yeah. like to waste food. And don't be afraid of just trying because chefs. Experiment, I mean, we, you know, I'm not a chef, but people who are experienced cooks go through a trial and error. First time I did the pumpkin sauce, it didn't work out so well. You know, you have to experiment. And the more you do, the more you try in the kitchen, the more it becomes more comfortable, the more you see, oh yeah, this is what it's supposed to feel or look like or the consistency of something maybe tasted good that time. So now I know I have to do it that way.
0: Can you really eat to beat stress? Dr. Uma gives us the fascinating science behind how your diet can affect your anxiety level. This is absolutely fascinating. Let's listen.
4: Absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to mental well-being, Fiber is your friend. And it turns out that Americans are very focused all of us, you know, we tend to count how you know, many grams of protein are we eating, but we're seriously lacking in the amount of fiber, way under what we should be eating. And, you know, a lot of people, don't have the misconception that when you say fiber, it's like, oh, this is, you know, the little drink my grandmother has because she has some problems with her, her belly or her const- constipation. It really isn't. We need to walk ourselves back from that the misunderstanding, really, to understand that fiber is a very important nutrient. And it's especially important for a few reasons the The fiber is what feeds those good microbes, and fiber can, it can can't be obtained from animal and seafood protein. so you really want to bring plants into your diet to help with the fiber load. So you know um, vegetables, fruit, beans, nuts seeds, legumes, healthy whole grains are what feed or bring fiber to those microbes.
0: What do the labels on the food set you? I really tell you? Well, we got down deep to understand how you can use the nutrition fact panel to help you make better nutrition choices when you're grocery shopping. Let's listen.
4: On the label now, calories will be bigger and bolder and still misunderstood. And what I mean by that is, you know, when people are surveyed about their calorie intake, In most cases, they underestimate the amount of calories that they actually are taking in or even what a calorie is. And I think that what is so important here is that when you see a number, it's not just about looking at that number and judging whether it's high or low, because the number doesn't tell you anything about the quality of the food.
0: We are hearing so much about the microbiome that we brought in a top researcher to explain to us what is the microbiome and how to feed it so that you get more of the healthy, good bacteria. But food is not the only thing that affects your microbiome and your gut health. Let's find out more.
2: Similar to our bodies, which have a circadian rhythm, um, Our microbiome is also thought to have this circadian rhythm where depending on the time and the day in which you were to take a sample of your microbiome, you may find different patterns. And disrupting the circadian rhythm of your microbiome may have detrimental effects to health. So there have been observational studies that have shown that shorter sleep duration and interrupted sleep are associated with lower microbiome diversity and also a lower number or relative abundance of beneficial microbes.
0: We are hearing so much about intermittent fasting that we did a whole new episode on this topic, and we finally found out what is ketosis, and is it really good for us? Spoiler alert, you may need to give your body a break from eating around the clock. Let's find out more.
4: You know, it's not necessarily the frequency of meals uh, that, we are, that we are against here. In other words, there's probably nothing wrong with having three meals and maybe, you know, a snack or two, assuming it's not snickerdoodles. But, <laughs> but um, what we are trying to suggest here is that we need to give the body somewhat of a break. And by allowing a reasonable fasting window that actually allows the body to mobilize those fat stores, get into that state of ketosis, and in so doing, it unleashes these highly uh, orchestrated, adaptive, protective mechanisms in the body, which it turns out actually ensured the survival of the species
0: Thank you so much for downloading and listening to Spot On and making Season 5 such a success. Could you kindly log on to your favorite podcast platform and give us a rating? We really would appreciate it. Thank you again. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our spot on Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salji Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?